Hello, friends. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today I'm here back again with Sasha Banks. Sasha has an angel story for us. And we're also going to be praying for her mom and all moms out there who are struggling with what her mom is going through. We're also going to be asking another deep question to go a little deeper. Here's what I want you to know. I am a human being, friends, and within my humanity, I am learning and growing. What I know for sure in this world is that if any teacher, life coach, spiritual person that I come in contact with tells me that they are perfect, I am walking in the other direction. And here's why. What I know for sure is that we all have an egoic mind. And we can do our work to bring that egoic mind down from, let's say, thinking from it 100% to thinking from it from 1% or even lower. But as long as we are here in this place of duality that is earth, we always will have that egoic mind. And what does that mean? That all of us, no matter who we are, kings, queens, presidents, CEOs, anybody who works with other people, if you're not doing work on yourself to keep that egoic mind down, then you're not doing your work and that egoic mind within any person, even if they've done their work, it can creep back up higher and higher and higher. So I hope in this podcast, as I ask questions that are sometimes going to come across as ignorant, that are going to be wrong and show my white fragility, All I can do as a human being, all I can do as a podcast host is to continue to show up for you by telling and working with different people in recording these podcast episodes and sharing with them what is true within me at any given time, what I'm feeling, what I'm working through, because it is work to bring that egoic mind down. It is work to take action in this lifetime and help others. It's work to awaken and to come into a place of releasing all that we have held on to, all that we've been taught for so many years. So as we go through the rest of 2020 and as this podcast continues, hopefully for as many years as possible, I have no intention of ending this podcast ever. What I want you to know is that it's my gift to you in a way to show up, to be vulnerable and to ask questions that might make me look bad so that you can see and work through the same questions that you might have in your life. So I hope that you don't judge me for that. I hope that you know that I'm just a human being trying to get better and always will continue on that path uh, for as long as I am here in order to do the work to keep my egoic mind as low as low as possible because that's what I truly believe from what Spirit has shown me makes a good healer, makes a good teacher, makes a good leader. And uh, I'm not considering myself in all those categories. I just want to show up for you the best I can. And this is how I know how. Okay, so we're going to dive in today. 
and uh, get into some of those questions that I didn't want to ask the other day. Here we go. Hey, everyone. It's Julie. I'm here with Sasha Banks, and she has an angel story for us today. And then we're going to dive into a question that I have for her. Sasha, thanks so much for being back on the show. Tell us about your angel story. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of weeks ago, I woke up. It was about uh, seven in the morning. It was very, very quiet. It's almost silent in my room. And I heard a sound like a piece of cloth dropping onto the carpet. And I just for a moment just sort of looked around and I was like, what was that? And uh, I crawled to the end of my, the foot of my bed where there is like a dresser uh, up against the wall across from the foot of the bed. There's a little dresser that has like two little bottom shelves and I keep clothes stacked on there. And I'd had a pair of little leggings that had been sitting there sort of wedged folded, but wedged in between two other stacks of clothes that had been sitting there peacefully for three or four weeks. And the, the leggings had somehow fallen from a very low height though. I mean, they're not even, they're from the bottom shelf. I'm trying to paint a picture so people can understand how weird that was. It was the bottom shelf that is maybe, maybe an inch and a half off the ground that they had fallen, but were also several, like at least a foot away from the, from the dresser itself. And I just sat there for a long time trying to understand how they got there and what that was all about. I really felt like it was my grandmother maybe trying to just be like, Hey, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to be trying to talk to you after a while. So I want to make sure you're paying attention. And I wasn't really sure what that was about, but all I know is that they would have needed to be from a higher height to make the sound that they make to be loud enough for me to be like, what was that? And there's no way that they could have just fallen off of the stack of clothes because they weren't on top of the stack. They were wedged in between two others on a low shelf, an inch and a half off the ground. Oh, it wow. just didn't make sense. So that's it's like it got pushed things. off. It's like it got pushed off and then like dropped, you know, yeah. for it to make that sort of like if you dropped a, a thick towel just on the ground and it makes all those like that like sort of weighted sound, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, I called my mom and I was like, I'm describing to her what happened. She was like, I don't know. You better put them on. <laughs> she was like, you better wear them. So, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Is it okay to say that your mom is looking to get a lung transplant? Mm-hmm. and? And your grandma asked you to recall, is it right around the time that you found out that she wasn't going to get that lung? Because as soon as you told me about the lung transplant, she had said, it's the next one. Like there's another one coming. And there's so much energy on that being an even healthier organ. And they just want her to keep the faith and you to keep the faith that that's the one. But you're right. It totally is your grandma, and she's trying to come through on that topic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because that was just maybe, maybe, maybe about three or four weeks ago. I don't. I don't want to say I always know when it's her, but I genuinely, if somebody is trying to get in touch with me, I feel a lot of the time that it's my grandmother, and she just always is like, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. Just want to make sure you're still sort of keyed in. And I'm like, I know. I don't always feel her, but when I feel anything, I know that it's her. 
Yeah, I feel like you were supposed to talk about that on the podcast today because we weren't even going to share an angel story, but they asked me to ask you that question. And mm-hmm. and what she's saying now is a reminder to everybody that when we pray for others, we are sending our intent, we're directing our energy to help another person. And it does completely shift and lift the vibration of that person to bring in what's needed for them. So can we just say a prayer right now for your mom and everybody listening, if you can pray with me? I know you feel the high vibration, a lot of you out there, just as I do. I want you to feel that high vibrational frequency, just that downpour of a a gentle waterfall of love that is pure light energy, that high vibration of God. And I want you to see it moving through you and that you ask God to direct the intention of that love, health, high vibration, God frequency to Sasha's mom right now, no matter where she's at in the future. I want you to see Sasha and her mom being overjoyed, crying, so excited that they hear that they have the perfect transplant, lung transplant for her mom. I want you to see them being so overjoyed and celebrating together. And I want you to see her mom in the future after that as she's preparing to go into surgery. Let's all just send her mom love and light energy right now. Ask God through your free will, your intention to help her mom be as calm and relaxed that day as possible. We're also going to send this energy to Sasha and her family. And I want you to see the surgery going completely well, that it runs 100% smoothly. See Sasha's mom recovering with ease, with grace. See Sasha's mom a year later talking with the doctors and the doctors being so excited that everything is in 100% pure health, that Sasha's mom is 100% purely healthy. God, we ask you to help Sasha and her mom through this process. Please surround them with the angels that they need to help them with every step as they go along. And this we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you so much. That was needed to be able to do that. So thank you. Mm, Of course. So Sasha, I I wanted to talk about this the other day when we were on for the full podcast, but I felt some hesitancy because I don't want to center here, but it's something that I was really struggling with, with my egoic mind on the 4th of July, and I wasn't able to work through it myself. And I feel like sometimes if I come on here and say, this is what I'm struggling with, it'll help other people who are listening to be able to work through it for themselves too. I don't want to... I don't know. It's hard to expose our vulnerable parts as we're working through something. Yes, when we've gotten to the point of completion with something, it's easy to turn back and say, oh, this was me like waddling through the mud of this, right? But now I know I'm here. And it doesn't feel good to like look at yourself and 
and think of yourself as bad or wrong. But I got to tell you, I was really struggling with something on 4th of July, which was my history, my personal ancestry is something that within my self-identity, I feel really attached to, that I have felt a source of pride of it my entire life because one of my ancestors, Moses Harris Jr., was working directly for George Washington, was one of the spies that helped us win the war, uh, was a covert agent between the British and worked for George Washington. And that part inside the musical Hamilton, which I know is another kind of point of debate right now, they say, you know, how did you know you were going to win? It was because of these spies that they had bridging both lines. And I've talked about it with my therapist and my therapist said, you know, well, you can't do everything all at once. You have to, like, we wouldn't be here talking about these matters if we didn't go through and win the war then. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, I I get that. But at the same time, here we are with racism and patriarchy and sex trafficking and all of these issues that have to be tackled all at the same time. Like here we are again, we have a lot facing us and let's not tackle them one at a time. Like let's tackle them all together. But my egoic mind was coming up so much on 4th of July because I was like, but am I still able to be proud of like this spy in my ancestry who helped, you know? And, and I, I don't even know where I'm at with it still, you know, like it's just, it feels raw. It feels yucky. I know I need to work through it. Help me. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think that, right. That's going to continue to come up. I think that's, that's something that's going to be a, a thing that occurs for a lot of white people over the course of their lives. You know what I mean? It's, but I think in a, if we're, if we're thinking about like, in terms of the long lasting impacts, right? How have the lives of black people been bettered by a country that got its independence, uh, you know, in 1770, whatever year that was, 1770, 1774, six, two. I can't remember dates, but anyway, I think that becomes like the prevailing question. Can you celebrate your ancestor? I think the answer is yes. But I think that the other question, the larger question is, it's celebrating the 4th of July, right? I mean, this is a country that was stolen from other people. Who were they fighting to get their independence from? Were, and that they're saying that that's when America was liberated, but, but who did they kill to do that? who lost because of that. So many people, so many people who didn't look like the people who were winning this war. You know what I mean? I think that that it becomes about asking larger questions and, and figuring out how to do that so that every time it happens, because it'll just continue to happen because again, white supremacy has thrived for centuries, right? So it's going to continue to happen. And I think part of that is just saying like, Yes, I can celebrate what my one ancestor did, but did I appreciate that they were a part of this larger thing? No, you know? So I think, you know, you know your ancestor's name. I think that you can hold on to that. 
I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but I think the the fourth as a holiday, the country as a cause and as a, a, a weaponized sort of mechanism against the people who were here first becomes the larger thing to sort of reckon with. Yeah. I totally hear that. And I totally get that. And I really heard my own centering, you know, as I was doing it. But I think it's important for us to realize, like, how much the egoic mind just Yeah, it's really about learning how to speak back to that, you know? It's like how, what information can you use to speak back to that inclination? That's just going to continue to happen as you're working within yourself, you know? Um, is, is what I would, would assume, uh, how could it not, right? Learning how to, yeah, just how to speak back to that. And the more that you're educating yourself historically and learning about what things look like and understanding what certain term, what certain things are and the language for those things, the more you'll be able to speak back to that sort of egoic space with the truth, with lived experiences, with facts, you know? Totally. Because as you were speaking, like I saw it differently of, yeah, they did this great thing, but at the same time that they were stepping on everybody to get there. And, you know, and I see it more clearly with this perspective of how beautiful it has been that people of color are uniting with the LGBTQ community right now in order to make sure that no one is left behind, that no one is stepped on as we move forward. Yeah, that's like the, I don't, I wish I could remember who, I think it was a black woman who sort of coined the phrase of like lifting as we climb, you know, like, so like as we're making progress, we're not, you don't have to step on anyone if we're lifting as we climb, you know what I mean? Because we can bring others with us as opposed to creating an other to, to be conquered or overcome or erased altogether. You don't have to do that. In fact, actually more vast, the world, the universe is big and vast. And there's so many ways of being that need to be included in any sort of talk about the future because they haven't, you know? You know, the more that I open up and, you know, speak, just like I said, like that egoic mind was really attaching. Like I was attaching to that thought and it made me hurt inside my heart. And the more that we speak it and be like, but I don't know if I'm going to get slapped on the hand for this, but I got to say it like the aha moments and the going deeper. And that's how you shed those beliefs is seeing it. Because as you were saying that, I mean, that was the most beautiful imagery of move forward and bring other people up. And it's about all souls being free to be our authentic souls in this lifetime. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you, when you create an other, you've already made whoever that person is less human than you. Mm -hmm. And so that will allow you to excuse everything that you do to that person, every policy that you pass against that person, everything that you do, every, every, you know, every word, every name you call that person becomes acceptable mm-hmm. because they're already been othered by you. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, black people were what three fifths human considered to be three fifths human for, for a very long time, yeah. um, you know, and that, but all that did was make permissible the terrible things that were done to black people because they weren't really human. And some of those things, some of those thoughts, some of those ideals are still, still prevail now. 
even in the medical industry, like they think that like there are people who really were taught to believe that black people don't experience pain the same way that anyone else does. You know what I mean? So if you, if you other, other people, that's where things become dangerous instead of, so instead of othering people, we have to figure out how to uh, bring people in. And that's why lifting as we climb or, you know, that's why that's an important lens to look through things. Does this thing help? Does this thing other, or does it help? Does it, does it, does it bring people in or does it, does it create, does it perpetuate the notion of the other, you know? And I will say, that's not to say like, people say like, I don't see color. I don't see color. We're totally colorblind, but it's not about that. It's not about not seeing people's color. It's about not discriminating against them because of their color or thinking less of them because of their color. It's about understanding that they have cultural differences in you and respecting those things and respecting that there could be boundaries there and treating those things with reverence, you know, and just understanding and just treating that person as a, as a human with differences. It's okay to say that we have differences. It's okay to name what those differences are. If we say, I don't see color, that can get dangerous because it gets dismissive. So seeing yeah. color and seeing the beauty in the culture and the people and the soul. Yeah. And just the humanity of, of that, you know, that yeah. they're valid, they're important, they're special, they're just as important and relevant to that, that their culture is just as relevant and important to those people as anyone else's. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Sasha, I love talking to you. You are so amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Sasha has a book, America Mine. And as I just clicked on the phone, it's 111. (laughs) 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 So I guess Spirit wanted me to air this dirty laundry of mine after all. (laughs) SPDbooks.org is the place where you can find Sasha's book. It's not on um, other places. So you have to go here. S. P is in Paul, D is in David, books, B-O-O-K-S dot org. And her book is called America Mine. Sasha, we'll put your name, your information, that link all in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here with us. All my love to you, friend. Thank you, Julie. You too. Bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. 
deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere, they're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them, welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now.
Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with the snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute.
Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God, please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security. Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. 
It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.